Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the Sanders family circus came to town and, and the bus outlasted yeah. ASU 27-24. Um, look, ASU had the lead going into the fourth quarter, had the game tied with 50 seconds to go. Um, yeah, yeah, tied it up. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a very competitive game um i mean i think we talked last week about you know they were only four points and, and by the time of the game i think it was three and a half and boy the odds makers knew what they were doing with that three and a half four point spread because uh, uh you know three points and i think the over under was in the low 50s and it was 51 and like yeah they they were on it for that game yeah um you know asu dominated time of possession they dominated in total yards but at the end of the day, some special teams problems, missed field goal. Now it was a, it would have been a boomer of a field goal. It would goal. have been, it would have been, yeah. I mean, that was more, you know, you get down what to the twenty-seven, you take a sack, um, and, you know, and, and that backs you up. And yeah, I mean, they don't have the greatest kicking game this year. Um, so I, yeah, I hate to, I hate to be too critical of that. That's more on the offense, I think. Um, you know, the first drive was was like a thing of beauty. It was, you know, uh, you know right down the field, um, you know, maybe faced one third down, but it was very efficient. And then it just kind of, you know, it's kind of been that way this year. It feels like they'll have a they'll have a drive or two that, you know, you think like, OK, we got something going. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's like, well, there's they're still stuck on seven points deep into the second quarter. Um, scored them, you know, took 14-7 and 17-14 at the half. and But, it, you know, then it took them uh, until 50 seconds left to get their first points of the second half. That that same old second half struggles that has kind of been the case most of the season reared its head again in terms of, you know, putting points on the board. The, the, the simplest task in the game is you got to outscore the other team, and we struggle to do that. Yeah, I mean, 17-14 lead at the half got – Nothing in got the seven third quarter. Yeah. Got a you know last minute touchdown. Yeah, which was a great drive. Yeah, ninety four yards when you uh, needed really it. Really solid drive. You know, um, I, you know, and we could talk about this you know a little bit deeper into the conversation. I think they should have gone for two um, to take the lead. I know they ended up giving up a field goal, but it's a different dynamic if you have a lead. You know, maybe you uh, maybe you put Colorado a little bit more stressed if they're down one. Um, and if you don't make the two, you, you try an onside kick and you, you, you know, you, you have 50 seconds to try to do something if you get the onside kick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I know I said to talk about it deeper in and I gave my opinion there anyway, but, uh, I just thought that was, you know, Kenny Dillingham went on his little, little mini rant a couple weeks ago about, you know, and drew comparisons to the Herman words you play to win the game, which is not something you should try to draw comparisons to, um, but, you know, I thought that was one of those times to put your money where your mouth is there. You know, I mean, you're one and four. Season's going nowhere. Go for the win, man. Like, you're outgunned and outmanned in almost every game you play. Try to win it right there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key, right, is he's coached pretty much every game that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been empty the bag of tricks, do everything you can to win. And that sounds like an obvious thing, but, but, you know, like 
be risk like, throw of, everything be, at the wall basically yeah. you know like hey you know don't leave anything back the last game of the year don't leave you know can't hold anything back now mentality even if it's not the last game of the year and i mean as they're driving down the field i i said to my dad you know if they they score here you got to go for two and I, I mean i thought it was kind of a no-brainer and then he just sends the extra point team out and like well okay i mean he's the coach i'm not but you know with an offense that struggles like do you even if that game gets to overtime are you confident that you can score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion if you get to the second OT, things like that? I'm not. I think right there is your chance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the issue that this team has is any angle, any hook you have, you need to take. Yeah, yeah, and when you're when you're one play away from not necessarily having the game won because there was 50 seconds left and, um, you know, and we could discuss the defensive breakdown that happened on that ensuing drive. But I mean, essentially, you know, you're, you're put the ball on the three, get it in the end zone and you've got a one point lead with 50 seconds to go. I think you take that chance because, you know, Colorado is not a great team like this, you know, I, I, I don't know what their finishing record is going to be, but, Sanders is a good quarterback, um, and they have some playmakers. But overall, they're not a very good team. You can see that they lack depth. They lack, you know, the overall team. I mean, the offensive line is not good. They can't protect well. But still, they're better than ASU. And it's like, man, go go get it right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was a bit disappointed in that. And then, you know, first first play of the ensuing drive, I don't know if it was the miscommunication or what, but you let a guy get behind you and he picks up, you know, 45 yards. And, it, like, immediately it was like, well, you know, you, you don't even really need to get a first down from there. You're at field goal range. That's what they did. And in spite of their kicker who struggled massively pregame, I, I watched him pregame just because I was standing right there. He did not look good in his pregame warm-ups, but, boy, he, he came up big in the second half and at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's one of those things where – Ward's defense is good, and and I think he is a good coordinator. Yeah, but to have that letdown at that moment, it's like, look, that that same play can happen in the second quarter, and and it's like, oh, what a busted coverage, bummer. But to do it there, where it's like the last thing you're saying to these guys had right. to have been, no one gets behind you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I mean, that's uh, exactly, yeah. Like you can't. You can't let him get that big of a chunk of yards on the, you know, right away. I mean, it just, yeah, it was, it was poor. Um, and that's why, I mean, and I know it's one play, but that is why I've had this hesitation about like, is this defense good or are teams just kind of being extra conservative against us and making it seem like, well, they're, you know, they're only giving up 20 some points or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, but you know, uh, is that because teams feel they don't need to push it too hard? And and that was an example of like, well, when the team needed to pull something out, they did it right away on us. Yeah, now that being said, I'm not sure that Colorado is that much better than ASU, top to bottom. No, after I, I agree. I agree. Um, I wanted the win. More, I think, than I've wanted most wins this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> I felt the same way. Yeah. I 
I really the the Sanders family act from the watch pointing to the Rolls Royce to the yeah. has it, it has worn thin. I I, agree. I am I, agree. I am not super interested. Um, no, I mean they are. I, I I will admit. I mean you know like your your eyes are drawn to them pregame. Um, I mean I got there early because I wanted to see the. The pomp and circumstance of Dion walking out with his with his you know bodyguards and 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 you know like there is a there is a star factor there doesn't mean I like him you know reminded me a little bit I saw Tom Brady a couple times last year and I don't like Tom Brady you know I but it, you know there's a little bit of like a, oh there's Tom Brady something you know something's happening here um, but yeah the, you know the thing I saw and I don't know if this is maybe some of what you're referring to about you know the kid going over to the student section at the end of the game and doing his, you know, celebration with his watch. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, it's just like, man, have a little bit of humility. Well, that's, it's that's also all I'm asking. a little bit. Well, it's also like, and I say this as an ASU fan, we're not Oregon. We're not USC. No. You just beat a team that right. hasn't beat anybody. Like that's the, it. That's, you know? And that's, yeah. I mean, I think I'm on the, that's the same Thought, yeah, it's like, I mean, when I saw that, I'm like, dude, you know, you, this is, if you're a good team, if you're a top 25 team, as they were at one point this year, they're not anymore, uh, you should beat ASU. ASU stinks. I mean, I, you know, like, uh, you know, there's there's some, they're playing hard, and, and we can discuss that either this time or next time. Like, you know, they, they are competing after that embarrassing Fresno loss. They are playing hard and at least, you know, being respectable. But they're not good. And, and if Colorado is the team they think they are, but, you know, oh, well, you know, we, we blah, blah, blah. They, they, they do a lot of talking. They should have won that game comfortably, and they didn't. Um, and so, yeah, just, just like, you know, take your victory. Now, I will also say the students were, you know, chanting obscenities in, in the direction of Dion, and, you know, it's the old tribe, you know, you know. F this, F that, you know, like very, very imaginative chance. F Colorado, F Dion, whatever. And and that's low class too. Absolutely. 100% low class. I don't like that either. Um, but I guess I just like, I just like to see a little bit of humility from the player. Like, just take your win and, and you know, be happy about it, but then move on. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where you just, you jog off into the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Celebrate in the locker room, you know. Uh, be happy with your teammates. I'm not saying, you know, look, you, you only play 12 games a year, and when you win one, you should be happy. Doesn't matter who you play or how you win it. But I don't know. Do you have to do that? But but yet that's, I mean, he learned from the master of self-promotion. And, you know, Dion at all, the, the, the legend of Dion started at Florida State. You know, I love Florida State, so it's hard for me to be, uh, you know, too critical because, I mean, Bobby Bowden encouraged it. And built his program on that image of Dion and the light and the swagger and all that. And he kept it going for years in the NFL. And, uh, you know, so like, I guess to expect the kid to be any different is probably, you know, uh, wishful thinking. Because, I mean, he's, he's watched his dad be the master of, of promoting himself his entire life. Yeah. And it's worked well. I mean, it's got him a, you know, NIL deal with KFC and advertising and, you know, I mean, how many college athletes are in national 
commercials. There's a lot of college athletes making NIL money, but how many do you see in commercials on the, you know, regular TV? Not very many. This kid's in one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Michael Penix in any commercials? Probably better quarterback, but he's not in commercials. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that's what they are. And I agree with you. I, it's it's wearisome. I mean, like, you watch them, and, and it's almost like, there's a part of me that sometimes thinks like, do I hate Dion or do I hate the media worship of him? And I'm not sure which one it is. Cause it might be a little of both, but yet the Dion self promotion act. And then therefore the whole family does wear on me. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I don't like it. And I'm, you know, I'm one of those people who, you know, flip the ball to the ref, celebrate with your teammates, and be done. Like, the crowd is going to taunt. It's a crowd. Right, right. I agree. You, you, and I, you know, I didn't hear anything that was, um, over mean, the again, line. It, no, I didn't hear anything over the line. Uh, now, I guess, depending on your, you know, your perspective, saying, you know, FD on, might, you might be saying, well, that's over the line. I don't think it is. Uh, they weren't chanting, you know, uh, Dion's mother's a whore or something like that. Like, you know, that would probably be over the line. I think it probably would be. Um, that I heard. Now, admittedly, I don't, you know, he's down on the field. Did someone say, oh, I, I couldn't say. Um, the overall chance, I just thought they lacked imagination. Like, mm -hmm. that's that's all you can come up with? Like, uh, then don't chance anything. Just, just cheer, you know, but maybe I'm an old man. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was unnecessary, and I thought it was just a little bit, you know, taking a victory lap um, for a game that you should have won. That's where, it, yeah, it sort of bothers me a bit. If you upset Oregon at Oregon, like, that's take a victory lap, man. That's a big win. This is not a big win for, for a team that was in the top 25 two weeks ago. They, they should win this game. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it was fun seeing him. I'm glad I saw the game. Um, and I'll tell you what, a whole lot of, uh, you know, I'd love to know how much Colorado gear I saw will be at, like, Goodwill stores in about three years when Dion's not there anymore. There's a whole lot of people buying up their Colorado gear that I'm like, uh, that looks fresh out of the packaging. And I doubt you're going to be wearing it in a couple of years when he's not the coach there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, people... <laughs> people like to front run. They do. And, and you know, I, I'm going to acknowledge my own, you know, like, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I have a Lakers uh, championship shirt because I like LeBron. Uh, you know, so I, I, I understand the sentiment. If you're a Dion person, well, Dion's Colorado now. I get it, so I'm not I'm not like utterly criticizing it, but my you know my dad mentioned something about you know Colorado fans are you know they're going to get like Oregon fans like uh, they're not going to have enough time to because he ain't going to be there long enough. I don't think I am you know he could say all he wants about what we're building here in Colorado. I don't believe for you know you gave me twenty twenty seven as an over under he's gone. I'm taking the under, and I might take it on twenty six or twenty five as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, 
how how long is his youngest kid's eligibility? Well, which one's older? Is Shador older or, or is the uh, Shiloh? I can't. I honestly don't know. You know, I don't know either. But I I'm not sure. This is Shador's third year. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, because it's his third year, he doesn't get the extra COVID year. We're finally, we're finally starting to get some guys who won't get like 15 years in college, I think, or won't feel that way at least. Um, so he's Shiloh got one more year after this, senior. I think. Shiloh is a senior. Okay. So Shador's younger. Shador. So theoretically, they could each play one more year. Yeah. If Shiloh gets the extra year, he would, I think. Yeah, I would think. So, I know Dion says his kid's coming back next year. That's another one. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. He might. I mean, there is some logic to it of, you know, like he wants to, you know, he could he could continue to make big money playing in college and play for his dad one more year. I, I could see it. But, you know, also, like I said, let's wait till after the season. A lot of guys profess during the season that they're coming back and then, when the when the draft prognostications start to pop up, they're they're going to the draft. Yeah, I mean, I just I would be surprised unless Colorado is going to get markedly better, um, which they probably will. I mean, I, I I don't like it, but like I would imagine they're going to hit the transfer portal hard and and go for high end guys. Um, you know, like they're going to get more talent. Now, whether it comes together as a good team, who knows? Uh, you know, you got to have it all meshed and you got to have health and all that. No, nobody knows. I also wonder how are they going to finish the year? Because they got Stanford this week. They probably win that. Stanford stinks. That puts them five and two. But their last five are Oregon State, UCLA. Arizona, who's improved, Washington State, and Utah. They could drop all five of those. I, mean, I, I would rule that out, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, given what we saw this week. Right, and and barely beating Colorado State. Like, you know, they, they, they win over TCU. TCU's not good. They're three and three. Like, t, you know, oh my God, they beat TCU. They were in the national championship last year. Well, yeah, they were. With about you know a dozen guys that were huge parts of that team not there anymore, so yeah, uh, you know if you would have beat the Max Duggan, Kendra Miller, Quentin Johnston TCU team, that would have been pretty darn impressive. But none of those guys are there anymore. Yeah. So that I guess is my sort of like, well, okay, you know he's a big prospect. Well, will he be when twelve games are done, or will it be like, well, yeah, you know he's good, but he could use another year of seasoning. Fair, fair. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. They, that that five-game stretch, they could win two or three and finish eight and four, and, and I'll, you know, I'll eat my words. But that's a, that's not an easy stretch. I mean, I, you know, Arizona just about beat USC. Now, I'm not sure what to make of USC just yet, but, you know, they, they are a better team than they were last year, and those For other sure. four teams are all pretty good. Yeah. They're all ranked right now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, they are, it, it, it's, they're going to be in an uphill battle for the final five games. I would think, yeah. 
And it just, yeah. it, I wonder if this is a team and a coach who have the inclination to fight these uphill battles, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know. You know, I, like, they're, they're still getting a lot of attention. I, like, I, I mean, we talked about it last week, and I wondered, like, would they slip completely off the radar playing this ASU game? And it still felt like it got a lot of notice. Uh, I mean, they were, you know, they were, I, I, you know, I wasn't here to see it live, but I've watched some recordings of games. They were, you know, breaking in with the, you know, oh, here's how this game ended. Like, uh, okay, people are, people are still giving it to us, I guess, whether we want it or not. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they would go on a, on a losing skid at the end. Does that attention disappear? And how do they respond if it does? Uh, who knows, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to disappear because I'm not sure Dion will let it disappear. He's good at, you know, being an attention magnet. Yeah. What's the What's the quote? I love me some me. Yeah, that's right. That was a T.O., I believe, but he's... But it's. But I think it's fitting here. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, T.O. is a, uh, is a direct descendant of Deion Sanders. Uh, you know, the, the T.O. brand, uh, you know, was born out of the Deion Sanders brand, probably. So, yes, and he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, lots of people love Dion, but I'm not sure anybody loves Dion more than Dion loves Dion. Yeah, agreed. So, we'll see. But it was, uh, you know, from an ASU perspective, it's it's just, it's disappointing still because... You know, the second straight week, you feel like that you had a game that was was winnable, and you continue to look at the upcoming schedule, and it's just hard to find many wins. Last week, I you know I said I thought UCLA was one, and still might be, but boy, UCLA's defense appears to be really, really good. They shut down Washington State last week, which had come into the game on fire, um, and so I'm like, man, I don't I don't feel great about that. Not sure I feel great about Arizona. I know it's a home game, rivalry, all that, but, you know, Arizona does appear to be better than last year. And so, like, man, you just – I know they've been competitive three games in a row, but they lost all three, too. And so, where's that win coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm – so, I'm looking at the schedule, and, and, you know, we'll take stock of the fact that we're 1-5. in five. With five home games already, yeah, like that 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 hit me this morning. Honestly, I mean, I know I knew it, but it, like as I'm thinking about it, like God, one in five with five home games in your first six is a that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, we we're split even three and three the rest of the way, but coming home, like, yeah. Like right. you said, it's five ranked teams and then an Arizona team that acquitted itself quite well. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they played you know they played Washington fairly well. Score was a little bit closer than it should have been. I mean, they scored a touchdown late. That game never felt in doubt, but certainly the USC game was in doubt. I mean, they they had chances to win the game. They could have gone for two in in the first overtime, just like ASU. You know, probably should have. They probably should have go for two in the win. That would have been for the win. They had the second possession. USC's defense isn't good. Like punch that ball in and win it. I don't know why he didn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, certainly that game was was very much in the balance till the very last play. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what they'll be by that point. 
then again, it's a, you know, it's at home. You always feel like that gives you a little bit of a boost. Um, but man, if you go into that one and 10, which is in play, uh, you know, yeah. how much boost do you have or anything really? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Washington state at home, maybe if you're, if you're looking for a, you know, like, I mean, they've been good. They're better than ASU, but you know, we've, we've played a couple of pretty good teams at home in the PAC 12 and played them tough. Defensive coordinator has some, you know, knowledge of them that maybe comes into play. Uh, you know, they might get beat up by Oregon. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to find a win, I, I guess that's probably a logical spot. I don't, you know, I'm not sitting here thinking like, oh, well, they're, they're going to win that game. There's not a game on the schedule I feel that way about. But, uh, you know, that might be one that, you know, you feel like, well, okay, you know, maybe you catch it. You're right. They play Oregon the week before. So they're coming off a big game, whether they win it or lose it. It's, uh, you know, that, that has some, an effect. You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, if you want to talk yourself into one, I feel like maybe that's the one. Yeah. But it is very much talking yourself into it. Yeah, I wouldn't describe myself as excited about our chances no, in any No, no, I mean, you know, like, but with, again, you know, explosive offenses, we just don't have the, we don't have the offense it feels like to keep up. Now, I, we haven't talked about him, uh, but I was going to say that, like, we didn't see enough of Rashada to judge, and I think he's probably done for the year. Uh, Borges is a better fit for this, what this team needs than Pine. I don't know if Pine is healthy enough to come back, I'm not sure. But it, it should stay Borgay, I feel like. He gives them at least a, a fighting chance. Yeah, a, a calming hand, it appears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Borgay reminds me of a very poor man's Taylor Kelly. In that, like, he's not the most physically talented guy on the roster. He wasn't the highest recruit, He, you know. But he just, he, he you know, that drive at the end was kind of an example of, like, you know, I don't, I mean, I hate to say it. I haven't seen a lot of Drew Pine, but I don't think Drew Pine puts that drive together. I don't think he takes us 94 yards for a tying touchdown. But Borgay just seems to have, he has some balls, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like that, it's an intangible thing, but you just feel like when he's out there, at least he gives you a, a, a fighting chance. Yeah, true. Now he makes mistakes and he's limited. You know, I'm not. By no means saying he's, you know, Baker Mayfield, a walk-on who's, you know, great talent. He's limited. He's gonna, he's gonna make some mistakes. He's gonna have some, you know, three and outs. Um, but I think he's the best choice for the rest of this season, given that Rashada probably is not an option. Yeah. I wonder if we are done with Pine as well. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know his. Um, you know, academic status if he's a graduate or whatever, because um, he, he'd have to be a graduate to transfer again and, and be eligible right away. Um, but if he is, I would I would be surprised if he's here next year. I think it was it was always an odd fit. I remember you know the day it was announced and kind of thinking like, well, you know, am I sort of enticed by oh the Notre Dame quarterback is coming to ASU, but. Given what it felt like Kenny Dillingham wants out of his quarterbacks, it didn't really make a lot of sense. He's not a runner. 
he's not an athletic guy. You can't call designed runs for him. And it feels like that's part of a Kenny Dillingham offense a little bit. So I, I, I never thought it was an, a, a great fit. And so far, I still think that even more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly not sure what brought him to ASU. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Nice weather, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. get out of the Midwest. It's nice weather, uh, sure. But scheme-wise, football-wise, I don't, I don't. I think he probably could have gone somewhere else and had a little bit more success. Yeah. I and mean, it was part of Kenny's plan to just flood the quarterback room. It was, it was. And, and not bad. You know, I mean, like, I think that was probably the right uh, plan from ASU's perspective. I just, I was surprised by him ending up here. Having watched him at Notre Dame, he's a, uh, you know, he should have gone to a place like Iowa, which is, you know, like, hey, we don't need a lot from you. We're not going to ask you to be the focal point of the offense. We're going to ask you to hand the ball off a lot, and we need you to come up with a throw on third and seven. Mm-hmm. That's kind of his game. Yeah. And I, and I you know, that's not what ASU, I don't think that's what Dillingham, I mean, you look at the short history of Dillingham's offenses, it's, it's you know, it's Bo Nix, it's, uh, you know, it's the Jordan Travis at Florida State, um, you know, it's the quarterback who can be the focal point of the offense and, and do well at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's an experiment. And it was worth a try. I just, I don't think it's worked out, but yeah, it was absolutely worth a try. So here we are, we're sitting at one in five. We're halfway through the year. Are you still content enough with the Dillingham era? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything was going to happen this year to make me not that, you know, sort of like, going 0-12 and, and losing every game by 50-plus. Like, you know, this is a honeymoon year for him. Yeah. It, but it's only one. I mean, I, I think we talked about this recently. I know I've, I've talked about it with other people. So I, if, if it had, if it was you and I, like, you don't get long four-year windows anymore. The rules have changed, and the expectations have changed with them. And, and so, like, this is the year where you can say, well, man, he just got dealt a terrible hand. And he did. There wasn't a lot of talent. They, you know, the self-imposed bull ban the weekend before the season starts. All that stuff. But, you know, if we're 1-5 next year, that's a question that will be a harder one to answer. This year, yeah, I'm willing to say I still think he was the right guy. I still like the, the future with him at the helm. But next year, there's going to be a little bit more expectation. We talked about this last time, and, you know, as far as what are your expectations. And, you know, certainly one in five is not it. Yeah. Well, hopefully something big happens in recruiting or something. I mean, they have been recruiting fairly well. Feels like, you know, you're not, you know, they're not going to recruit with the Alabamas and the Ohio States of the world, but, but it does seem like that. The and, Utah's and, and Oklahoma States of the world. Exactly. Yeah, that's got to be. And, and, you know, really, I know they got a lot this year, but you got to be 
probably as, if not more aggressive in the transfer market. You know, you, you got to be willing to like anybody and everybody, no position is sacred um, because Borgay, I think, is done. So even if he would, you know, come into his own and have a great second half, I don't think he has any more eligibility left. Um, and, you know, Rashada was, was okay, but like, I'm not necessarily willing to say that Jaden Rashada is the unquestioned starter next year. Yeah. If he earns it, great. If, if he stays and he earns it, that's fantastic. But I, I would not just like hand him over the job after two games. No. So if you could get a transfer that, you know, could come in for one year and light it up. And then if Rashad is willing to be patient and, and, you know, wait his turn, which that's a big if, but who knows? Uh, great. Uh, you know, but I don't think there's a position on the team that's like, well, we're good there. Like anywhere you could get help, get help. Yeah. I think that's the right attitude. And again, with the rules, what they are like, you know, you can. That's out there. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, yeah, I, I think, honestly, I mean, as we, you know, we have to buy right here in the in the middle of the season, you know, like, what do I want from the second half of the season? I want to basically, you know, continue to see competitiveness. And if we could just find one win, I know 2-10 and ten would be a worse record than last year. But I feel like just just pulling off one win somewhere in the second half to give you a little bit of something going into this long off season of like, well, all right, there's something we can build on from that. Yeah, I agree. It's it's really hard to go into an off season on an eleven game losing streak. That that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. So if you could just find one, I don't even care who it is. I. I think that would help morale just a bit of like, all right, we did something. We got a conference win. We beat somebody legit. And, and that's something you can point to all off season and say, see, we're, we're coming for you. We're in the right Whether we are or not, who knows, but we could say it. But we're heading in the right direction. Right. Right. Well, look, we will be back to talk about that direction, to talk about our experiences in Madison, Wisconsin, and to talk about, Many other sports and non-sports things. Indeed. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.